You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. I want to welcome you to the Four Faces of Love. This is episode 10, and we're wrapping up the first face, the first dimension of the love of God, which is the breadth of the love of God. And uh, I want to remind you that we get our basis for the four faces in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17, 18, and 19. It is a prayer that Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus. And by the way, this is a prayer that I would recommend that you pray for yourself along with the prayer that he prays in Ephesians chapter 1. Years ago as a young man, I wrote both these prayers down and I put my name in the slots so that I could pray these prayers for myself. I was blown away at how I began to understand spiritual things in a way that I had never seen them before. And I would recommend to you that you do the same thing. And you'll eventually get to the point you won't need your cheat sheet. You will be able to pray these prayers by memory. Listen to me. You can't pray a better prayer than a prayer that was Holy Spirit inspired by one of the New Testament writers. Your own ideas of prayer are great, but they're not nearly as good as God's anointed ideas of prayer. That's why I would encourage you to pray these prayers for yourself. So here we go, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height of the love of God, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. God ties the fullness of his power to the flow of love. You want power of God, you seek after love. Follow after love, 1 Corinthians 14 says. That's the key to the power of God. Now, God's breath is his giving nature. It is his generosity. And God's generosity always ends with resurrection in some form or another. It is because God's generosity always requires a crucifixion or a cross of one kind or another. Now, a lot of people misunderstand this statement from the Lord Jesus Christ. I misunderstood it for years and years and years. I was in ministry for over 25 years before I really saw this truth. So let me give it to you. Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 and 25. I'm reading New King James Version. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Now, this is what Christ is saying. He's saying, your life that is apart from me, that is not affected by me, your life that is not motivated by me, you will need to give up elements of it along the way. He didn't say, I don't want you to have life. 
Jesus said in John 10, I want you to have life and have it more abundantly. It's okay to love the abundant life that he gives you. But along the way, there will be certain elements that you are required to lay down. He likens that to a cross. Now, Jesus had to go to a cross. He gave up a certain thing when he went to the cross. You and I will be called to go not just to one cross, but to many crosses in our lifetime. I'll explain that in a moment. You are not saved by a cross. You're saved by his cross, but not your cross. Now, this is important because you can't save yourself by dying a martyr's death. And a lot of people think that that's what this is talking about, that you have to be willing to die the death of a martyr in order to go to heaven. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So even you dying physically is not going to save you. It was his dying physically that saves you. So through our walk with God, we will be called to places to lay down certain things in order to follow Christ. They are like a crucifixion. We are dead to them. A death, in God's mind, is not the end. It is a separation. And it's not just a separation. It is a temporary separation. This is so clear in God's mind that the Apostle Paul, talking about the deaths of believers in 1 Corinthians 4.13, says that these people are asleep in Christ. That's temporary. He is teaching us that death for a believer is a temporary thing. Well, there would be a number of temporary deaths. Now, the first time that I experienced this was about three weeks into my walk with God. And I had two parents. One lived about a mile and a half away from the other one. They had been separated, and I could live with either one of them. I had chosen to live with my father after living with my mother for a good long while. My mother was an addict, and she was hard to live with. My dad, on the other hand, had a great job. He was able to buy me a car. Uh, he was very generous. So I'm living with my father. But when I became a believer... He was influenced by something that wasn't right, and it didn't come from him, came from someone else. But he came to me and told me I wouldn't be able to go back to my church. Now, I said, no, Dad, I have to go to church. He insisted, if you're living under my roof, you got to follow my rules. So I gave up my car, and I gave up my home because I wanted to go to church. And uh, I moved in with my mother. When I moved in with my mother, I got no car. I have to hitchhike now to anywhere I want to go. Uh, I gave up what I had. So what I want you to see is I was willing to die a death. I gave up that. I gave up the opportunity to go play college football. The school I was in was a big school. Coaches loved me. They were going to shop me around. This was my junior year. They assured me that if I would stick with it, when I graduated, I'd get to play college football. And I gave that up when I made a decision not only to live with my mother, but eventually to leave that school to go live with my mother's brother, who was a pastor, who said to me, I will help you get into ministry if you will come and help me in my church, and I'll... <clears throat> be a help to you, and boy, was he ever. And, and God used him greatly for me in that time. Now, 
I went to a cross. I gave something up. In a sense, that part of my life died. Not long after I gave up the car, a man came to me with a set of car keys, found me at a friend's house, and walked up the sidewalk, knocked on the door, handed me those car keys, and said, I feel led to give you this car. It was four years newer than the one that I gave up. It was a resurrection. So I learned right away that there is a resurrection that follows every temporary death that we go through in our walk with Christ. This temporary death may be that you break up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend because you realize they're not the right ones for you. They don't have a passion for Christ like you have. It won't be the best thing for you to engage in marriage with them. Now, once you're married, you're under a different set of rules, and you'll see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 because you're not to leave an unbeliever as long as they're pleased to dwell with you. But if you're not married yet, there may be a time where it's appropriate where you give up a relationship. It might be that you turn up a job opportunity in another place because it's going to pull you out of your church and keep you from growing and developing. I've seen a lot of people wreck their lives and grow far from God because they took the pay increase over the commitment to Christ in a church where they were planted and they and their children were doing well. And uh, trust me, uh, God always honors you when you lay down something. And a lot of people do not have that understanding. They're afraid of crosses. They're afraid that if I give something up, I'll never get it back. But let me just say this to you. Any death in Christ is followed by a glorious resurrection. That is the principle of the cross. Jesus says that in Matthew 16 when we read that. And he also teaches it in John 12. Listen to this one. The hour has come, John 12, 23, 24, that the Son of Man should be glorified. So how's he going to do it? Most assuredly, I say to you, except a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He's saying, in other words, in order for there to be a resurrection, first of all, there has to be a death. But the death is always temporary. So you and I, throughout our lifetimes, will go through a number of so-called deaths. And it's not just a physical death. It is a temporary cutting off of an opportunity, of a condition, of a promotion, of an opportunity for more money. You did the right thing. You put Christ first and you died to a certain thing. You haven't seen the end. It will be followed by a glorious resurrection. When you understand this, you will understand that you never, ever lose by laying something down for the cause of Christ. You will get it back glorified. That is the breath of God. This is how God wins. God always wins with giving. Giving is a very powerful force. Love is the most powerful force in the universe. And the most desirable face of the love of God is its breadth, the giving nature of God. All right, that's the first face of love. I probably could teach on that for another month. We're going to begin a new face next week, and I hope you'll join me for that. Thank you very much. See you then. 
I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.